0: Yes, I am. Thanks. Sorry. Uh, well, as I was saying, our uh, I think JB got a call from the. Uh, he has to go visit the District Attorney of Maryland. <laughs> I don't know why, but <laughs> so he may be late, or he's gonna. Or if you can call him by phone, maybe he'll get here. And uh, but we'll get started. Uh, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Labor Beat Radio Program. Uh, we're broadcasting here on Tuesdays at 10 a.m. 10 a.m.-ish, given the uh, retired nature of our hosts, Um, but um, on Tuesdays, uh, Eastern Time, (coughs) and um, hopefully they'll both be able to join in here um, as we get started. Uh, J.B. Christensen, uh, also the president of our uh, Eastern Panhandle Central Liberal Council, and my good friend Scott Marshall from a lifetime we met on a picket line in Compton, California about 50 years ago. And he's now a vice president of the Steelworkers uh, retirees uh, out of Chicago. So he also joins us pretty frequently. And also occasionally my other co-hosts on the program here, uh, Karen Valentine from um, Mother of a Delegate Candidate here in, in Eastern Panhandle, as well as uh, Mike Diesel, uh, my stand-up comic uh, buddy from uh, pretty far back too. Uh, anyway, this morning I want to welcome Andy Walters who's secretary treasurer of the West Virginia AFL-CIO and um, I think uh, uh, from the Painters Union, am I right about that? Yeah, <laughs> okay. That's right. And Only uh, one right. And um I I I sought him out uh, this past week uh, to talk to him because uh we, you know, we we're on his mailing list uh uh, as uh, members of the Eastern Panhandle Central Liberty Council, and um, he and the president, Josh Sword, alerted us uh, to a, what appears to be just a, a, a very difficult to understand travesty going through the uh, West Virginia legislature um, to either cut or reduce or reduce the time, or maybe, maybe Andy can fill us in. Uh, unemployment benefits at the same time that there's two, literal disasters took place i think of that almost a thousand workers in weirton and another thousand in a a sawdust mill a a big sawdust mill so anyway andy thank you so much for joining us and i hope you can fill us in on um you know what uh how bad it is what happened why it happened (laughs) and uh what can we do about it
1: sure thanks john uh let me take you guys back a few years uh they've been trying to uh make cuts to unemployment for the past three years uh through the regular legislature session um and this has been pushed by none other than out-of-state think tanks think uh people close to Koch brothers this year uh it's a group called fga foundation for uh government accountability um and as of a lot of the bad bills that John, that you've seen over the years and I've seen over the years that usually come, that's usually where those come from. Uh, they're able to get a hold of some of the leadership, uh, in the West Virginia legislature and try to push the agenda. Uh, this year, um, there was what I'd like to call, uh, a falsely inflated crisis. Uh, our, our, uh, Unemployment benefits, our unemployment unpo- is at an all time low. The fund is at an all time high. Uh, but as you know, John and a lot of other fights like right to work and repeal prevailing wage, you can askew that information uh, as much as you want. But the proof is in the pudding on uh, where these funds are at. They've been reported out as such. Uh, in every interim meeting that they've had since their last legislative session. Um, but, yes, we've had some, some real, real tragedies in the state of West Virginia. Uh, We're close to almost 2,000 jobs that have been lost or are about to be lost uh, within a couple weeks of themselves. And I don't care what state you're in, John, losing 2,000 jobs right off the bat is, is devastating. Uh, it should be somewhat embarrassing uh, to our government that didn't step in to try to help and assist these companies in their time of need, um, but with that, uh, it's it's a sad day. Uh, Allegheny Wood Products, uh, we understand that, you know, I think they've basically closed the doors on some folks, I'm not 100% sure, uh, but that's 850 jobs. You know from from the elkins area on up up into preston county um that's a you know a logging um, uh, company uh, and then you have cleveland cliffs and Weirton uh they're a tin, tin making company campbell soup other kind of soup cans what have you uh that was 852 jobs uh so you know you're looking at Close to 2,000 jobs within two weeks, um, which the Allegheny Wood Products, uh, we, were, we were chasing a bill, John, in the House, and it was our understanding in the House is where that bill was going to originate and follow through to the Senate. Uh, it ended up in uh, House Finance, single referenced, uh, and on Friday, they were going to run it and found out... Not only about the Cleveland Cliffs, but they also found out about Allegheny Wood Products and their closure, and that triggered uh, that triggered a, a, a reason not to run that out of house finance. Uh, I, I think there was a zero appetite uh, for what they're trying to push, and at that time they were pushing a cut from 26 weeks to 20, and then a cap on 550 a week. Uh, what's
0: that, What's so the cap out. at now?
1: The cap is at six forty, dollars I believe.
0: So that would be a $90 cut? I believe so. For those at the max. Okay, yeah. Okay.
1: But it's also a cut of six weeks unemployment, which is huge. That's
0: that's huge. huge. And given
1: these two areas, John, uh, one thing that we've been talking about, you know, the folks that are in Weirton, you know, they made it. that, That was a very livable wage uh it'd be hard to obtain that there are some projects going on i mean they're in the construction phase of uh, new manufacturing in that area but they haven't come to full fruition uh, as far as employment and yes they're you know 45 minutes west of of pittsburgh you know they have some opportunity there but the for the folks in allegheny wood products i mean you're talking about folks in randolph county pendleton county uh not a lot of job opportunities in that area, uh, for that kind of pay and to cut these benefits down to 20 weeks. And, and realistically, these out of state, uh, companies, uh, out of state think tanks really want, they want 12 weeks. They want that cut to to be 12 weeks, even if there was a deal struck. And we've told every legislator this, even if you try to strike a deal, which we were very much against any kind of deal, uh, they're going to come back next year with with what they want and we've seen that time and time again with different pieces of legislature
0: it's interesting that uh i, I mean i i remember just year in different states across the country when i was serving in the ue that um you know it, it, it was, the unemployment benefits were typically i don't know whether it's true in every state but i, I think maybe it is now that they were always a direct tax on the employer and so employer organizations, I call them their unions, you know, like these uh, um, outfits. And now they have their political consultants, you know, like the Koch brothers, the things that Koch brothers buy. And they, they just uh, act, oh, well, if you pay dues to us, we'll go all over the world and make sure you, you don't have to pay any unemployment benefits, you know? And um, the free market is the best salvation the unemployed ever saw, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, Um, But, you know, I find it an interesting angle right now. I know know we've been trying to find ways to talk to independents and Republicans, you know, for example. Um, I mean, that conversation that you can have right now over these two incidents, right, uh, combined with this effort, that seems to me like a, um, a good foundation for trying to have a constructive conversation with a couple of people that i was struggling to think about how to talk to <laughs> but um i don't know um what do you what do you you have any sense that what you just described as a sort of backing up uh motion in the house finance anyway sounds like maybe there's uh, other opportunities to have conversations right now um uh, what do you think i don't know
1: sure sure and i think i think really uh so I didn't get to finish everything on this timeline. I kind of went off on a tangent. I'm sorry. No, 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 we're (laughs) good for, uh, I come from the building construction trades. But, (laughs) um, so that was Friday when they, they, uh, decided not to run the bill in house finance, which triggered an immediate response from, uh, leadership in the Senate. Uh, the Senate went in on Saturday. Uh, they, uh, went on the floor. And then in Senate finance, they passed out two bills. Uh, 840 is the one that we've seen time and time again, and 841, which is a little bit different, somewhat mirrors what the House had uh, in, in House finance, uh, even though they know these jobs were lost. Uh, this is right on the cusp of Allegheny Wood Products Uh, they just couldn't stand that the house would be able to stop that bill. Uh, so they went ahead and ram jammed one through committee on Saturday, uh, took it up yesterday, um, on first reading and moved it to third reading with right to amend today. So that's where they're at. Um, they want this. I think they want it for all the wrong reasons. Um, I think that you got a couple of folks out there that just hate anything that we do as far as organized labor, but I don't, they don't, I don't think they understand the implications or care about the implications that it has to West Virginians as a whole. And let me reiterate, 2,000 jobs lost in a couple weeks is devastating to any state, not just little old West Virginia. That would be devastating to Ohio, Kentucky, Maryland, uh, all the surrounding states. And frankly, it's embarrassing uh, and, and, and just mean-spirited that they would run this bill, even though it changed uh, the hearts and minds over in, in the House. And really, we just need to keep continuing that. Uh, hopefully, they have a heart in the House uh, when this passes back over. Uh, tomorrow's crossover day. That's why they've pushed this. Uh, for folks that are listening that don't know crossover day, it needs to get out of one chamber into another. Uh, and we only got you know, a handful of days before the end of the regular session.
0: So what? So you estimate that uh, this is going to pass in the House unless what?
1: I think this will pass out of the Senate uh, and go over to the House. Now, what the House does with it, uh, we're not sure. We're hoping that our friends hold true. Um, and that's our friends on both sides of the aisle uh, hold true uh, hold to their guns and, you know, don't take to the bullying that goes over in the Senate, whether they're holding bills or, you know, twisting arms is what we call it. Uh, and, right. and try not to be, uh, discouraged by what's going on in the Senate.
0: Is Mr. Espinoza just to get a little, uh, local here, <laughs> um, is he still on the on the house finance committee or the Senate?
1: Uh, Espinosa is a house member and he, we understand that he's one of the ones that really, really wanted to push this. Uh, I know that in past, really? in the past three years, he's the one that's been really pushing it on the house side. Uh, and then you also got the Senate president that's close to home for you, John. Uh, also trying to push this agenda as well.
0: I see. That's interesting. Well, okay. That's a good reason to talk to sister Rucker that's right As you mentioned earlier is, is there any public outcry and, and you know
1: we've we've been uh, a lot of folks have reached out from us from the business community and, and other other allies uh of the community uh, besides organized labor so
0: you know i happen to know um just casually uh, the vice president of rockwall um because uh i wasn't in agreement with the movement to uh, get rid of them, and I talked to him a couple of times, and um, and I, you know, I, I believe that Mr. Estenwinos is working for them right now, and um, so I was, I, I was, I, I think I might call my this guy. <laughs> you know, I had a drink with him once actually, and uh, I, um, I think I might call this guy and see whether you uh, know, what do you, how do you, you know you come from Denmark where. The unemployment benefits are unimaginably longer <laughs> than some of our states. And uh, do you really want uh how's that going to play at home? <laughs> do you want to reduce unemployment to <laughs> 20 weeks? I might just – I'll try it on precise, see what happens.
1: Yeah, um, and just like anything else, John, I mean, it's – you know, they're looking at it they're, – they're, they're looking at the numbers uh, – I. I think it's been askewed that, you know, that they would pay, be paying a little less in taxes. I don't think that's always going to be true.
0: Of course not, because then, you know, I wonder if any of the late, since these uh, concentrated layoffs, so uh, it's a and the shutdown at, um, I mean, is there any way for these folks to be, make a journey to the capital to um, where they're, Testimonies can be heard or is it going to be too late? Probably not enough time given the shortness of the legislature. I I just wonder whether it's uh...
1: Um, Sure the the uh, Speaking for Cleveland Cliffs uh, The president of the steel worker local those folks were organized under uh, Has done a great job of trying to get in front of it I know he's worked with the local government tried to work with the federal government Uh, has also worked with the company try to in trying to stop this thing from happening uh mark lift this is the president of a steelworker local i know he's been adamant about talking to our legislators and, and trying to trying to get them to stop and let's have a conversation about it and that's really what we've asked is let's if, if there's some right. issues let's have conversations about it not let's just ram jam something through here on 60 days if this really needs a fix, if unemployment really needs a fix, other than what we're seeing, uh, you know, you know, yeah. record accounts here, uh, other than what we're seeing, if the indexing needs to change, if, if th- something needs change, if you got folks in there that that are misleading um, and just doing the wrong things, let's let's take care of that. Let's take care of that before you cut the benefits. Uh, you know, this is an earned benefit. For employees that have lost their job, it's no fault of their own. Well, you know, If you're true. fired, if you're fired from a from a job, you're not collecting unemployment, in West Virginia. Now
0: but if you're laid off. Collecting
1: unemployment, in well, West Virginia.
0: unless you find out it was, you'd have to appeal it and show that it was not for just cause. You know, right? But yeah. right. yes, exactly. Um, I wonder whether or not, however, uh, you know, the issue there there was an international trade commission uh decision that was allegedly behind the um the 10 mills decision to shut down uh has that been verified is that true uh i, I, I always wonder I, about these uh, headlines you know sometimes but yeah
1: i'm not best to speak at this if that would be more of a question for president to us to speak from from that local
0: yeah okay that would be that would be worth hearing from you know just uh yeah, Cause I'm sure he knows, <laughs> you know, so uh, people who work in the mill, they usually know. <clears throat> anyway, I just, uh, you know, it looked like something that was going to spin into a um, weird partisan issue. Uh, and then, but that might not have any impact on the jobs at all. You never know. Um, so,
1: um, yeah. Well, and- the whole thing is unfortunate. Again, I mean, I've heard this spun from folks that are probably going to vote against us, some lawmakers. Well, they, they would say, well, not all those people live in West Virginia because you're up there in the panhandle. And
0: yeah. this might
1: affect only three to four hundred jobs in West Virginia. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, yeah, know, right. it, you know, it, it, right. that's the wrong way of thinking. You know, I've also. That's you know the the folks down here in Allegheny Wood Products, and let me echo again: you're talking about a very rural area. Uh, not a lot of job opportunity there uh, sure. for them to just hop off and make a lateral financial move. Uh, they might not have the skill set for some of the you know jobs that are there. Very rural. I mean, you know that. Um, mm, and I could true. take anybody through that area, and it's it's a gorgeous area. There's a lot of national forests but there's not towering skyscrapers there. There's not much there. Right. Uh, so 26 weeks might sound like a lot, but not for those folks. And they, heck, they must. might have to get up and, and leave the state.
0: But you got a, a big, there's usually a seasonal, uh, big seasonal shift in logging operations. A lot of places up in Maine, where we used to live, certainly was, uh, you know, so you, if you didn't have the unemployment, you know, in some ways you had a year-round employment was going to be very tough to income was going to be hard to find um but um you know that the uh, logging workers were they were organized into the, the paper workers organized them up in northern Maine um because okay. you know they were used paper mills were using the uh pulp of course a lot of pulp mills in the north sure. anyway I just uh yeah i wonder about that yeah, i i just wonder about how we're how in the heck we're going to take care of all the people that are just uh
1: left behind i agree i agree so, john and this is a case that we've argued you know the past three years uh you know for for the folks in the building and construction trades no union or non-union, you're gonna get laid off. That work just it ebbs and flows unless you want are you willing to travel yeah. and can afford to travel or leave your family to go chase some of those jobs? I remember in two thousand and eight and two thousand and nine i'm I'm originally from Wheeling, West Virginia, so I'm in that sliver of the northern right. Panhandle. Uh, I never <laughs> for about two years I've never I didn't work in Wheeling. Uh, I traveled to Bridgeport, West Virginia. I traveled to Parkersburg, West Virginia. I traveled to Youngstown, Ohio uh on my dime. Uh you know, those the travel time wasn't included yeah. in what I got paid. Right. Um <laughs> oh, but wow. that's that's what you do in these in these jobs. Uh we had a, a bunch of folks, we there was 28 bridges rehabbed in uh Wheeling. I've talked to some of our local legislators about this. You know, those those guys were bridge painters. They worked 12 hours a day seven days a week during the good months when we got our feet kicked up on the cooler and having a couple cold ones, you know, when it's 80 degrees, those guys are busting their hump and you know, they, they got to wrap up somewhere around October or November, because you can't paint steel and guarantee the product unless it's been 50 degrees or above day Mm and night. So by the time they wrap up and they have to come back to that project, which might be, mid-April, late April, contingent on the weather, I mean, I've seen snowy Aprils, I've seen snow in May, I've seen it all. Yeah, that's and right. I'm sure you have too, John. Uh, you know, those guys rely on a benefit. Um, and when Absolutely. you cut that benefit back and say, well, there's plenty of jobs over here. Well, they don't work at McDonald's. They're not going to go work at Ogilvy Park. They're not going to go work at the service industry. Those guys are bridge painters. They they have a skill set just like an a, an attorney, a nurse, anything else. That's their skill set. So cutting their benefits is just it's just hateful.
0: The other question yeah. I wanted to, before I sometimes I got you on the record here. You know, on the on the witness stand, uh, I was going to uh, get you to comment a little bit on um, the reports I heard from the conference, but I had I wasn't able to attend for personal reasons, but um on this hub uh project and the amount of labor that would be required maybe um that's the one thing but the other thing is you know we have a over a hundred year history in west virginia of natural resource extraction and energy well been very much related to energy generation um And, uh, you know, like every country in the world, with maybe one or two exceptions, you know, when your economy is based that way, you are always faced with this tendency toward uh, the extractors being wherever the big money that can afford this kind of huge scale is. And it it doesn't come back into the state, um, or not enough, to let the state really prosper its people, right, you know, and, and that kind of thing. And, and and that's, you know, so you could be headed into another, oh, my God, we're generating energy, we just powering, you know, a third of the United States, but we still have this school system that somehow, uh, well, you know, I don't need to say anymore. more. Um, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, they've, they've totally tried to redefine the, the uh, education system, which I don't think outside employers that are we're trying to attract here in West Virginia are, uh, are as hip to as what they think uh, down here at the legislature. Um, and some of these social issues, what we call D.C. politics, you know when they come to play here I, I don't think that plays well like what they think i think they're just playing politics and shooting themselves in the in the foot but back to what you're saying yeah i mean industry has left certain parts of west virginia especially southern west virginia you know we at one time mcdowell county was the, one of the richest counties and at one time it was one of the poorest counties and not really going that much better uh so any any devastating cuts, coal mine closures, John, as you know, uh, would devastate a community. And really, I mean, other than just uprooting yourself, if you have the cash for it, because it takes some money to move, That's if right. you have the cash for it, I mean, you're you're almost stuck. And uh, I think, you know, again, making echoing what I've been saying, I, making these cuts is just devastating their working families. And I mean, things like this, I mean, 850 jobs, I, I uh, yeah. for my folks in <laughs> Randolph County, I love them. I, I love them to pieces. But I do know that there's not a lot of job opportunity there as well.
0: So those were keeping people from poverty, basically. Yeah. That's what you, is the likely, one likely outcome, unless there's some massive intervention. Uh, I don't know how that would how likely that would be. And also this uh the country's flying apart uh politically. So um it's difficult to see enough consensus being established to move, you know, to you know or to react to some externality that comes in and whacks you, right? I mean, um in some cases, it's like the weather, right? Or it's just bad luck. <laughs> or, uh, or, or you know, the international situation goes to hell, and all of a sudden, everybody's priorities, uh, you know, are just blown to bits, you know. Um, I remember, you know, the thing I remember most about the current time, I'll just, I, maybe just share this with you, was I remember uh, when Lyndon Johnson dating myself (laughs) I remember when Lyndon Johnson um, you know about 1967 and there were you know the the war had become increasingly unpopular and not only that but this record of assassinations about over social issues was not working okay and and everyone thought that Humphrey you know, was just gonna be a continuation of his, what looked like an oncoming disaster, right? And, um, and that he was gonna keep pursuing the, uh, the war policy. you know. And of course, later it turned out, in reality, that uh, both, that Humphrey was actually favored, was, was actually the peace candidate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the real one, okay? And, 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 and Johnson actually didn't disagree with him, except he said, no one ever lost a war to a communist in one re-election, okay, kind of thing, right? That was his, uh, his line, right? And so, um, but as a consequence, you know, uh, Johnson, who was probably the most consequential president for working people since Roosevelt, at least, uh, was blown up. And he came in with a mandate after the assassination of the Kennedy that was as big as anybody in history. And he accomplished legislatively things that would have been a miracle today. Um, But it got blown up by this crap coming in from the side. And all the contradictions in your society just start uh, taking you apart. I I fear that's what's going on right now, something like that, different time. Um,
1: Different times. It's different times. And, you know, we got to be somewhat conscious. I think, you know, President Biden and his agenda uh, for working people, I think he's been one of the best presidents since I've been alive uh, for working men and women. Uh, Besides the social issues, uh, I'd really like to see, you know, I wish our members would see, that through the noise through the noise but uh as you know John it's hard to cut through the noise uh, it is with it remains really, uh, really is. you know we're, we're uh west virginia is a red state i don't see it you know swinging back to to blue uh no. anytime soon um so you know what we've done at the west virginia AFL CIO, we've pivoted uh we've we've tried to get uh labor friendly Republicans or, you know, Republican members uh to run to get rid of some of these bad actors that are here in the legislature that just just run run bills just to to what they think is gonna hurt organized labor, but it's gonna hurt West Virginia as a whole. That's
0: well i don't think we, you don't have a, we don't have a, any alternative you know you got it when you're on defense you play defense come on <laughs> i spent years yeah, representing companies you know that representing you got know, local unions that you know they were waiting for they got so mad they were waiting for an opportunity to take them on I says, well you know you, you take them on when they're strong and they're going to kick your ass and um you know but um but I uh my real problem is right now is that you is that, that the civility of the whole discussion of the country is going and that will only go so long and somebody is gonna take action. Um, They're gonna to have to. I mean, you can just, you, the history of our country has, you know, you just look at Lincoln and he said, well, uh, why, you know, I'm gonna arrest the Maryland National Guard leadership, okay? And uh, the Supreme Court says, well, you're not, because that would be unconstitutional. And Clankin says, well, you're probably right, but if I don't arrest him, there's not going to be a government or a constitution either. <laughs> and so, you know, a, I, you know, you get into this situation, right, where, okay, uh, are we going to sit here and do nothing? You know, while everyone says, "Okay, well, we can't do anything because if we did anything, the other side would take claim victory," and um, so we have to do nothing. You know, while the hurricane rolls in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Unfortunately, it's so <laughs> politics are so polarizing on the on the federal level that it's just it, it, and it never it, when it makes it out of the beltway, it's it's. it's even worse and you know that affects our members as well it Um, does it it affects it it affects the real conversations that we should be having uh the paycheck conversations that we should should be having the fairness conversations that we should be having um but yeah it's hard to cut through that noise all
0: right well i think I don't know (laughs) what the fix
1: is brother (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
0: well, I, 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 probably the we, we are the, the fix, okay? I mean, the people are the fix in the end. And, um, you know, it's interesting. Uh, uh, with this, a, a good friend of mine, Joe Figueroa, who was a uh, su- steward, former vice president, had, had actually been in the 1936 San Francisco general strike. And, uh, but... And he came to, as a retiree to all the ILWU meetings on the West Coast, and I had a good friend. I went to one, you know, when I was working for the union UE, and we went up there, and uh, and Joe, who had less teeth than I have now, you know, and uh, so he, he would get up. And he was only short, about four foot nine, and he says, "You know, when the labor people finally shrug their shoulders together, the temples of Wall Street will tremble." And his teeth fell out, <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> but the whole crowd you know you know rose up you know to um help that brother and um anyway i i, I remember uh just that you just that sense of that spirit of that people can be roused, okay uh to defend themselves that's is, is my hope for the future and i want to thank you so much for joining us today andy okay i'm gonna to have to thank scold you. my two co-hosts here but anyway thank you all also for listening in to uh labor beat radio we're here on uh tuesdays 10 a.m 10 a.m ish um at www.enlightenradio.org and our uh, podcasts are always available usually the next day or the day after at uh podcast.enlightenradio.org Thank you so much. Take care of each other. It's late, but everything comes next. Recording stop.